Welcome back to The Look and Sound of Leadership, an ongoing series of executive coaching tips designed to help you be perceived in the workplace the way you want to be perceived. I'm Tom Henschel, your executive coach, and today we're talking about finding a lighter path. Samir was stuck in an unhealthy cycle. Over the course of several years, I had delivered a number of feedback reports to him and his partners at their architecture firm. Every report of Samir's, including this current one, reflected the same good news, bad news portrait. On the one hand, people idolized Samir. They used words like brilliant and genius and visionary. On the other hand, they were fit to be tied, and they used words like bottleneck and unresponsive and exasperating. I asked Samir, what was stopping him from moving the needle on this repeated feedback? He said, I have this voice in my head that tells me I can't make mistakes. I've had it forever. I remember feeling that way when I was in middle school. Back in those days, it motivated the crap out of me, but now the stakes are higher. I'm a lot more visible. So that voice, the one that wants to stop me from ever making a mistake, it's going like gangbusters these days. And the solution, bury myself deeper so I can get everything right. And do you, I asked? Get everything right? Of course not. That's not even my job anymore. That's why we have these fantastic people in the studio. But I know how much they rely on me. So I pour over the work like a madman, which means I keep being the bottleneck. But I'm afraid of speeding up in case I miss something. Can you hear how stuck I am? I can, I said. Tell me, when you're pouring over the work, what do you notice? Besides the work itself, he asked. I notice that wicked voice that tells me I can do better. Things aren't good enough yet. I asked, are there behaviors that go along with that? Well, not good ones, he said. I stop answering emails. I don't make eye contact. It's what they said in the 360. I'm non-responsive, if that's a behavior. It's a vicious cycle. How do I get unstuck? I said, I think you already have the tools, Samir. I'd like to see if we could rearrange the way you think about them. Really, he said? It sounds like a magic trick, but let's do it. Sounds great. I said, I hear your story as having two parts. One part is that voice in your head, I can't make a mistake, right? That's your inner part. And then there's the second part, the behaviors everyone sees, being non-responsive. That's your outer part. Does this line up so far? He considered, I think so. My thoughts and feelings are on the inside and my behaviors are on the outside, right? Exactly. Those are the two parts. Now, imagine putting boxes around each of those parts and then Stack them one on top of the other. Behaviors on the top, thoughts and feelings underneath. He smiled. That's a tidy little picture. I smiled back. I'm glad you think so. Okay, picture the horizontal line between the two boxes where they touch. Everything above the line isn't just your behavior. It's anything you experience through any of your senses. It's everything you could possibly see or say or hear. All of that is above the line. Below the line is everything that happens inside you. That wicked voice of yours, right? He lives below the line. But man, oh man, he said, that line is porous as hell. How so, I asked. Because when those dark thoughts on the bottom grab hold of me, 
They drive me right up into the top box and make me behave in ways I don't like. Who cares that there's some line separating them? Yes, right. When you get stuck, you are circling back and forth across the line as if it doesn't exist. But what I'm suggesting is that if you could begin to notice that line, if you could begin to notice which box you're in, it might help you break the cycle. Break it how, he asked. Aha. To answer that, I have to add an element. Okay, so far we have two boxes, right? Top box filled with what's on your outside, your senses and your behaviors. Bottom box on the bottom, your inner life. We're going to turn those two boxes into four. We're going to put a line straight down the middle and make four boxes. Now, the two boxes on top are still everything on your outside, and the two boxes on the bottom are still everything on your inside. But now, we look at the horizontal line, and we put markers on either end. On the left end, we put a marker called away, and on the right, we put a marker called toward. He said, you'll explain those. I will, I answered. Yeah, so let's do away first. Things on the left, on the away side, are things we want to avoid, things we want to get away from, situations that make us anxious. It could be an uncomfortable conversation, an interaction that's going to make me feel bad about myself. All the things we want to stay away from are on the left, and on the right is toward, toward things are things we gravitate to, things that draw us toward them. They're the people and the interests that feel like home and warmth and love. That's all on the right, on the toward side. He was smiling. Parts of my job absolutely feel like warmth and home and love. Oh, Samir, I'm so glad for you, I said. So let me ask, when you think of those right-hand boxes, the boxes that are so positive, what feelings do you notice? He smiled and gave me a dull look. Warmth and love. It's great. Great, I said. And are there behaviors that go along with that? He laughed. You're doing the top box, bottom box inventory, right? I laughed too. There you go. You catch on quick. And then I said, I'm curious about something, Samir. Does the toward side have its own voice? Like the away side has that wicked voice? I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty good at celebrating my accomplishments. I said, I wonder, when you're on the away side, on the left, and that wicked voice is talking to you, can you still hear any of that toward voice? No, he said, it's binary. And is that true in both directions, I asked? He stopped. Huh, no. That little wicked voice never really goes away. I can hear it all the time, no matter which side of the line I'm on. I shrugged. He is wicked, isn't he? And it is easy for him to be the louder voice. He shook his head saying, Oh, I see that in my daughter and I wonder if she gets it from me. How do you mean, I asked. She has a hard time celebrating. She's a competitive soccer player and it's hard for her to accept a win or be proud of a job well done. Her wicked little voice never lets her feel like a champion and it makes me sad. It sounds sad, I agreed. But wait, he said, was there a tool here? I mean, I understand the four boxes, away and toward, left and right, internal and external, top and bottom, but how do the boxes get me unstuck, or how do they make my daughter happier? Okay, I said, there's one 
final piece. And this piece goes right in the center where the lines intersect. It's not a box. It's like a traffic control tower looking out over all four boxes. He said, Huh, it's like the superego pulling all the levers, right? No, I said, it's really just an observation tower. It hears your wicked voice saying, you know, you are so stupid. How could you have ever thought that was a good idea? But it doesn't intervene. It just notices. He nodded. Oh, it's that inventory I mentioned. It makes you step back and look with some distance. I agreed. It is the act of noticing. Noticing creates perspective, and perspective gives you choice. I 100% agree. He nodded, understanding. That's the tool for getting unstuck, right? Get perspective so you can choose which box you want to be in. Do you want to stay in the away box and let that voice pommel you? Or do you want to move over to the right where it feels so much lighter? No, I see. The tower is where you get the choice. That's good. Well, I'm glad if it's helpful, Samir, I said. The structure I gave you is a variation of a tool called the ACT matrix. ACT stands for Acceptance and Commitment Therapy. It's a guide for perspective taking. It has a series of questions you ask yourself to create a lighter heart. I sent Samir a PDF of the model, and he shared the model with his daughter, and he thought it might make a difference for her. For himself, gaining perspective by looking out from the control tower gave him a definite push toward the look and sound of leadership. I hope you noticed right at the end there, I mentioned this thing called the ACT matrix. The model in this episode is based on the matrix. And what you have so far is the skeleton of the matrix. What I want to do now is I want to give you the rest of the model. The matrix is meant as a tool for gaining perspective. The matrix is meant to be a little worksheet that you create. So you would take a vertical line and put external at the top, internal at the bottom. You would make a horizontal line, put away on the left, and toward on the right. And now I'm going to give you one question to put in each box. And the questions go in sequence. And when you follow them, they create a path to help you get unstuck. They create a path to a lighter heart. The sequence begins in the lower right. It moves to the left, then it moves up, and then it moves back to the right. So it's on top of where it started. It's like a big U-turn laying on its side. So, okay, what happens in box one? The lower right-hand box. This is your inner life on the toward side. The question to write down in this box is, what's important to me? When I'm doing things I love, what feelings do I notice? Name them. Write them down. Who is important to me? Name them. Write them down. I wonder if spending time in this box, reflecting on what's really important to you, will be easy or hard. I listen to people talk about their strengths in a really thoughtful way, and then so often they get a little self-conscious or they diminish themselves in some way. I think we all struggle with self-acceptance and self-love. Starting the path in this box asks you, when you are at your most loving self, what is important to you? That's where you start. Then you follow the path to the box on the left. 
Now you're still on the bottom, right? So it's still your inner life, but now you're on the away side. And this is the box that's full of all your fears, right? This is where your inner critic starts talking. The question that you're going to ask yourself in this box goes like this. When you are facing a situation that is stressful, what unpleasant internal stuff shows up in you? This box can be hard because most often you're going to come up with feelings like fear, anxiety, sadness, resistance, feelings that don't feel good. But this box asks us to think about them, to notice them, to name them and write them down. Then you move to box three, you go to the top box and you ask yourself, when I have all those thoughts and feelings, fear and anxiety and sadness, what behaviors show up in response? Do I get anxious? Is that my behavior? Am I silent? And what am I taking in? Remember, this is all your senses, right? Like, how is my listening? It's hard to listen when you're in that box, right? What am I processing visually? What's in my external world when I'm having those unpleasant feelings? Name the behaviors. Write them down. And here's another question to consider in this box. How do I look to others? If these behaviors were projected on a screen, how would they look? And now comes the question that I think makes all the difference. When you are thinking about these behaviors, ask yourself, are they congruent with what you wrote in that first box? Do these behaviors align with what's really important to you? I think most often the answer is going to be not so much which propels you into the fourth box. The fourth box are behaviors on the toward side, the behaviors that you do when you are doing what you love. The question to ask yourself in this box and an actor's story right after this month's gratitude. It is January 2023, and I want to start my gratitude by wishing all of you a wonderful year of growth and development, both professionally and personally. Another way of my saying thanks to all of you is we've created a PDF that shows the model in this episode. It's on the Essential Communications website. It's essentialcom with two ms.com. This month's PDF and all the other PDFs like sorting and labeling, they're all in the Essential Tools bin. There's no login, just help yourself. Thank you. Thank you for all of you being such a great audience, going to the website, sending me emails. It's been great. I'm so glad to get to know you. Special gratitude this month to folks who posted review. From Australia, Mr. Will Ray. Hi, Will. Thank you so much. From the U.S., David Lanchard. Why a friggin' nickname, Apple. And Todd Thompson. Todd, you are really hitting home runs here. Thank you so much for doing that month after month. Okay. That is my gratitude. Thanks to all of you. I look forward to a year together. The fourth box on the path to a lighter heart. We are now in the top right, right? It's the box of toward behaviors. The question to ask yourself here is, when you're at your best, when you're doing things that you are drawn to, what behaviors show up in response? Do you know how you show up when you're at your best? I mean, could you make an inventory? Be as specific as you can. Watch the movie in your head. Name what you see. Write it down. And now here is the final question in the matrix. When I'm stuck on the left side, 
behaving in ways I don't like. Which of these behaviors here on the right could I move toward? What behaviors do align with what's important to me? What should I remind myself to do? Name them. Write them down. So once you have notes in all four boxes, you have a path to follow. When you get triggered, when you get stuck, having a path to follow is going to be helpful. And that leads me to the story I want to tell you. I was acting in a play many, many years ago that had a pop song at the very top of the show. Before the lights had even gone down on the audience, this song kicked in. The top of the show for us as actors had a lot of energy. And when I heard that song go on, I knew it was showtime. And I would jog in place with my eyes closed to kind of get in the zone and get my heart rate going. And then the play would start. I was ready to go. I was like a horse shooting out of the gate. And that song was built into the routine. So, one night I am out to dinner with friends. And we are months into the run of this show, right? We're doing this show eight times a week, so this is ingrained in me. And that song comes on the sound system. And my heart rate flew up. I remember being sort of awestruck, like what was happening to my body? None of the other stimulus was there, right? Just this song. And my body was reacting like one of Pavlov's dogs. That sensation of being triggered has been helpful to me because it reminds me that triggers are real. They get wired into us on a deep level. And so anything could set it off, right? Someone has a particular tone of voice. You get a particular look. Bang, the trigger goes off, whether it's appropriate or not. It was not appropriate for my trigger to go off in that restaurant, but it did. And when the trigger goes off, I'm not in control. That's when having a plan, having this worksheet, having this path to follow puts you back in control. It gives you choice. It allows you to step away from the dark part of you and to choose a lighter heart. I hope it works for you. If you're ready to explore this further, this episode is in the podcast archive in three categories, developing new behaviors, managing yourself, and self-talk. Five specific episodes you might listen to are Seven Steps to Stop Emotional Hijacks. You hear a theme there? Blind Spots, How to Build Self-Awareness, How to Grow Your Self-Management, and How to Show Up. There are some PDFs that go along with those episodes. They are in the tool bin. So is the one from this month. Plus, in the show notes, there's a link to a YouTube video about the ACT Matrix that I think is great. Enjoy that. All right. That's it for me. Until next time, I'm Tom Henschel. Thanks so much for listening.